right, hey, listen. Yo, 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 yo. Listen, this is everything we talked about. This is everything we talked about. Detail and discipline. Like, to me, that, that's a lot of pent-up aggression and anger and frustration that has come out, but we did it the right way. That's how you attack the opponent. Man, that was precision. And because of that, we got off to the lead we did. Man, we were pumping on both levels, 22-0, right? Defense, you kept banging. We stalled out a little bit on offense. And all of a sudden, when they started making some things happen offense, you can answer. And it doesn't matter, man. I'll tell you, it doesn't matter. You win 51-50, you win 14-10. It's just about balancing everything out. You guys did that. This is all I'm going to say. That's one. Yes, sir. That's one. one. That is freaking one, man. That's one. But everything's about Minnesota. Now, listen, enjoy this. Enjoy this. You earned it. Be smart. But man, it's back to work now. It's back to work. You guys know what we're capable of now. Chomp with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh -huh. Chomp with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then Okay, pop we poppin' champagne like we won a championship game. Look like I got on a championship plane. Cause I ball hard. Notice me ball harder. I am the bird man. Hello and welcome to episode 78 of The Fizz. Thank you all for joining us again this week. We are very excited to be here. I am with my main man, Big Lou, the Big Slip Bandit. How we doing, Lou? Woo woo. You good? We are good to go. Excited to, to rip and roar today, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got a lot to be excited about. And also Chandler, who is on an absolute heater. Betting wise, how are we doing, Channy? Follow me, fade me, doesn't matter to me, but I know what you should have done this weekend. Absolutely. Uh, best moment of this weekend was our three college bets going 3-0, and and someone DM'd me and goes, uh, fading all of these, thanks for your service. And <laughs> that is your choice. It was nice to jam three collective thumbs up that guy's ass. <laughs> Going to uh, be tough to sit this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of thumbs. Uh, but boys, boys, good to see you. Uh, hope you guys both had a good weekend. Anything, anything to report from the weekend? Well, not much from Saturday night, but we'll get back into that later. But, um, yeah, yeah you know what? I have something uh, to report. Didn't go on a tiki boat this weekend. Didn't do anything crazy like that. Didn't throw up in a parking lot or anything like that. <laughs> was close bad. to it, but I did do my first 5k. I don't want to say run. Okay. I, I participated in the 5k, yeah. uh, local charity, um, finished it in 52 minutes. Nice. So walked it with my uh, wife, her cousin, uh, her cousin's husband. Had a great time. It was at Jimmy John's Field in downtown Utica, and I can check it off the bucket list. First 5K done. Very nice. Was it? So you guys just walked it? Yeah. So it's uh, for a local charity, Cassie Hines Shoes Cancer Foundation. They go through Riverbends Park, have all these glow sticks. It's like uh, starts at dusk, and it's like this glow run. Yeah. It's actually a lot of fun. Um, and then you get to run Jimmy John's field and go through home plate to finish the, the marathon. Very nice. Did you slide into home? Yeah. Uh, I did not. I, I basically crawled because we went, once we hit the field, we started sprinting. But I thought we were sprinting through the infield. We sprinted the perimeter. So the warning track and everything. So I got to center field and I'm like gassing it <laughs> you know well it's like that mr freeze guy right yes yeah yes that's what we kept saying was mr freeze or uh the presidential race in the washington or the yes. the bratwurst the race bratwurst. in milwaukee i felt like one of those guys so um stumbled in 
52 minutes, lots of room for improvement, but yeah. hey, it's off the list. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, do you guys know how far that is in miles? Well, you probably know because you just did it, yeah. but do you know? I had to look it up. I think it's like 3.2 or 4. Very nice. 3.1. Yeah, okay. 3.1. I, yep. I had no idea. Yeah. Nice. 16 miles an hour. Well, congrats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great work, Chandler. Yeah. <laughs> Straight <laughs> to stay off the bottle this week. I, We're I, so proud of you. Yeah, I did not. I uh, I kind of pictured, I, for some reason, when you said Jimmy John's Field, I just thought it was like you and your wife like walking the bases like 43 times. Uh, no. Holding yeah. hands. <laughs> With glow sticks. Uh, I would not have done that during downtown the, Utica. Yeah, yeah, I would not have done that during the first half of the Michigan State game. True. Very, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, good, good walking for a good cause. Lou, what do we got? How do you? Yeah, I had a, I, I'm not going to say I had a tame weekend, but I had a more low key weekend than I, than I normally do. Um, Sunday I participated in a, in a golf outing, um, with some friends for a good cause as well, but it was at probably maybe the worst course that I've ever played in, in Southeast Michigan. Um, I don't know if any listeners out there have ever played at Cedar Glen, but if you have, I'm sorry, and if you're thinking about it, do not. It was it. It kind of felt like. Have you ever heard of like dirty dicks in the South, where you go to these restaurants and they treat you like shit? Yeah, I think there's actually one coming to Michigan. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like the worst fucking idea in the world to me. I have <laughs> zero interest in doing something like that. Me too. Like, oh, I want to go to dinner and get yelled at. I want to pay money to get disrespected. Yeah, like I can do that I, to my friends for free. I just go to work. <laughs> yeah. Get slapped around. <laughs> so anyway, we get there. The Rangers a dickhead right off the rip. My buddy comes in with a bag and he's got a few beers on the side, and the guy's like. Like, hey, what's in the cooler? And he's like, oh, I got some drinks. And he's like, what kind of drinks? He's like, a couple beers. And he's like, well, it ain't BYOB, buddy. And we're like, Christ. all right. Yeah. So off to a rough start. The course was absolute in shit shape. Um, the guy followed us around for a few holes, but it was – it was a good time hanging out with the boys, but they were just like, the guy was just on one that day and the course is absolute dog shit. So anyway, don't play at Cedar Glen. That's brutal. I, uh, you know, like what, I don't know what the website is, like tea times or book a tea time, whatever the hell that is. I feel like Cedar Glen's always like top of the list there. Oh yeah. Well, probably um, cause I'm sorting. Golf now. Yeah, golf now. Yeah. Cause I'm like sorting by price. Probably. It's funny you say that too, because we're in the parking lot getting our stuff out of the car and a guy's walking back to his car and he's like on the phone with his buddy and he goes, Oh, I booked it through golf now, and then I showed up here, and they said, sorry, we have an outing going on. So they canceled my reservation, just didn't say anything. No way. Yeah. That's so shitty. So it's just, you know, yeah. Cedar they're, Glen. They're running a shit operation out I've there. never heard of the course until this weekend, and I've played, like, a very good amount of courses in the area. And once you, 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 you find out that you haven't heard of it, then you know it's shit. Yeah, I literally only know it because it ranks high on golf now. I yeah. unfortunately found myself there during COVID. Nice. When I, you just wanted to get out of the house to get out of the house. Yeah. And I wanted to get back in the house mm -hmm. when I went there, to be <laughs> honest with you. If anyone's out there and listening, I'm not kidding you. Go to the driving range off 23 mile as opposed to going a couple miles up the road and going to Cedar Glen. Damn, that bad. It's terrible. Yeah. It's All got right. awful. Yeah. I, sold. Never will go there. Done. Yeah. So, we, yeah. We, that, we're so not, that was my weekend, though. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I, um... Yeah, not much. I had a wedding. Had a wedding. I went to family wedding. It was good. It was during the, uh, it was during the state game. You know, which at first was like a negative. I thought, and then it was kind of like almost a nice distraction. Thank God, I, I don't have to watch I, this I had something anymore. Something else to do. Yeah, uh, but I, I was just like, you know, got a little juiced up and just was betting them and just lost every single dollar you could possibly. Have. I even had 
some ridiculous teaser parlay with like 10 teams to kick off like NFL. And I was like, I'll just toss state in at plus 10 and a half. And, and the teaser was dead before Sunday even started. So, well, Hey, you know, you win some, you lose some, right? Absolutely. Did you guys see that one teaser or the one parlay this weekend? The guy who cashed out. Yes. And it came in. Yeah. That was wild. 250k would have won over a million dollars. Yeah. Cashed out with a game and a half left. Was it a, uh, was it like a, was it a $25 bet? No, $7 bet, 25 legs. Oh I mean, that's tough, dude. It's hard to not cash out 200-some thousand on a $7 bet. Telling yes. you right now I would have cashed out. Me too. Absolutely cashed out. Do you think you even make it to 250000 No. No? I would have made it to five grand on that thing and cashed out. Cashed it out? $7 bet, 25 I've never hit anything fucking remotely close. I've never even had the tingle of a feeling of, like, making – what is what is five grand versus seven dollars? Like twenty thousand X, you know, like whatever that is. Yeah. So do you continue to watch it or do you think you just shut it off after five grand and you're like, listen, I'm not even gonna refer back to this after? So I mean, obviously it's like tough. So like was it was it like a full I was it a full football bet? Twenty five leg football bet? Twenty five legs from twelve PM on Saturday. The last game to kick off was Texas A and M Miami at nine on Saturday night. And he Oh, so it, was, it wasn't even through Sunday? No. All Saturday, and 25 then, college and then, games. And you said he had a game and a half left? He had a game and a half. He cashed it out in the third quarter of the Michigan State-Washington game. Did he have Washington? He had the over that game. Which roared. Yes. Yeah. And then he had Texas A&M minus six over Miami, and that was about, I think that was in the first quarter when he cashed it out. And what happened in that game? Texas A&M won, so Obviously he would have won over Was it close, dollars. though? But, like, was it close? Yes. I oh. think it was, like, 17-9 or 17-6, and they were minus six. You're like, shit, you're yeah, you're I'd be, I'd be cashed out. Point. I'd 100. I mean, dude, there's, there's nothing away with walking away with 250K. Off a $7 bet, dude, there's no way I wouldn't. Because, dude, the, the, the regret of not of, – of cashing out the with 250K yes. or getting zero, right. to me, that's, like, it's, like – Happy, but not as happy as I could be versus complete nightmare. Right, right. Like the complete, other, like hate myself. Complete hate yourself. Yes. Right. No, yeah. Right, 100%. I'm in no position to be shooing away 250k. It's it's just one of those things where maybe you wished you weren't checking your phone or you went to the wedding and forgot about yes, it or yeah. you did the you marathon and and you let it ride and it came in. But it's funny. I was reading an article where I guess like he was trying to cash it out and like it wasn't working. So, like, he was screen recording, like, him trying to cash it out because he's like, that was listen, I want, like, I'm trying to get this out of here. Eventually, he was able to cash it out. And I, I think he was, it was either at a cage in Vegas that he did it or it was on his phone and he screen recorded it. But, like, there was problems with him trying to cash it out at that point in time. Oh, That's my God. Could you imagine? Yeah. Just, like, your phone, the app shit in the bed. Yeah. Miami like takes one end to take the lead. Sorry, or we got to restart your app and update it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like that damn rocket game. Do you guys play that rocket game in no. DraftKings? Oh my god, that's the biggest fucking fiend game <laughs> oh, there is out what is there. It? You're a sick freak if you play this rocket game, dude. <laughs> I well, now I'm intrigued. What well, is it? You, essentially, it was you, on DraftKings. Yes, it's on DraftKings. You hit start and it starts at one X. Okay, so you can bet anything from a dollar to a hundred dollars. Okay, you press go, the rocket goes one point one, one point two, one point three. 1.4 and then it goes 2x and your bet's just multiplying the higher it goes so and it's just a okay it's just it's a just a, it's the most yes. simple game okay ever. but you have to hit stop and you can cash it out at that multiplier 
but you don't know when it's going to blow up. The rocket blows up. The yes. rocket blows up, and you have to get off and cash out before it does. It this can is go a, up to a thousand x. This is sickening. Yeah. So some people are. I, I mean, I'm not kidding. In the peak of this game, people were throwing fifty. You can see what people bet. So the top betters are throwing fifty to seventy five a spin. Yeah. And they're waiting like 10, 12, 14, 18 x. Like it's riding. It would get up to like seventy five to seventy eight x. Some no. of the games, though, the rocket will start and blow up immediately. Yes. It has to, right? Yeah. Because yes. otherwise, like, I would just... They'll be... Cl- they clean I, dude, up. that rocket would go, like, one, two. I'd be like, bang. Yes. That's, and that's money what a lot made, of people think. They're like, the all right, hey, I'll put 50 down, one, two, cash it no matter what happens, right? And it just right? blows up. And then up. it goes, boom, boom. Failure to launch. Yes. Done. Yes. There's certain that you cannot win. You've- dude, who the fuck designed that game? Was like... <laughs> who, like, pitched that idea? Like, hey, let's just... I'm going to make this really simple. Yeah, Last a rocket off on a timer. Yeah. Dude, speaking of like genius. <laughs> I, I mean, I, you're crazy if you think I'm not going to try to hit the rocket I, this did weekend. Did they take it down? No. No, I think up? it's okay. still up. But I, it's got to be like a, a guy who majored in psychology or yeah. something because like that is so addicting. But dude, why do games just like in general, like okay, the rocket game whatever, but like think of like the the phone games that went crazy, like Angry Birds, Flappy Bird, right. Temple Run. Temple Run, yep. Why do those like die like people are like I, I played them too like i beat both angry birds that was like the last time i ever played a phone game yeah, and then right. like i just never i was like oh i'm not you know I, I it's just weird to me how they like come in they're really popular and then they just seem to like fall i off. think it just gets repetitive and there's nothing there's Correct. nothing else you can do so it's yeah. like how how many times can you run through the tunnel swiping left and right or uh the other one was a uh, subway surfer i played yeah. that for a while same shit though like paper toss paper yeah. toss Oh, dude, some of the old ones on, like, addictinggames.com. Yes. Oh, my you guys God. Ever Coffee play, like, Break Arcade. Yes, yes. Do you remember uh, Catapult? It was, like you, it was like you put a cat, like, literally in a catapult and just, like, launched him. Yes, played. I played a similar yeah. one. It was the Yeti with the bat, and you hit the penguin, yes. and however far his head goes. Same game. Yes. Same game. Exactly. Yes. yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Dude, uh, those games were the shit. Oh, my. I used to dial some hours in on those games. <laughs> dude, Angry Birds, like, had a movie made. Yes. Like, that blows my fucking mind. I'm not kidding you when I tell you. One of the guys that I coach with, he's being dead serious. He told me Angry Birds is one of his favorite movies ever made. Who said this? One of the guys that I coach with. Stop. I thought he was fucking around. I'm like, Angry Birds? Angry Birds the movie. (laughs) So can you, like, did did you elaborate or did you, like, kind of brush it off like I'm going to fucking can this guy? No, like, we weren't even talking about it and he somehow brought it up. And that's the only reason I'm thinking of this, Frank, because it just, like, randomly came up and he's like, Angry Birds the movie? Like, that's one of my favorite fucking movies. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. How? Yeah, grown man. Dude, sometimes when you hear shit like that, it is like. You kind of want to know more, but you don't want to go through the... Do I have to watch it now? Like, I uh, mean, somebody stamps it with their one of their favorite movies. How much respect do you got for this guy? I mean, that guy's psycho. I don't, I've known him for a couple years, but he's a good dude. I mean, he makes, that's just, I don't know his movie that's taste. That's a wild claim. Yeah. Does he have kids? Uh, no. No kids. He's serious. And he's younger than me. He's like in his like mid-20s. So like what... Uh, Did he uh, get like laid to this movie? Does he right? He I don't. Must, I don't. Must, I don't know the backstory. Something story. significant happened. This I, guy like <laughs> lost his virginity to the Angry Birds movie. Can you like get a little more info and report back next week as to like yes. why it's his favorite movie? I want to hear just like some of the reasoning behind it, and then like 
what prompted him. Like, I'm not scrolling through Netflix by myself, and I'm like, oh, Angry Birds. I'm oh, going to put that on, you know? Good, the birds. <laughs> I played the game. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Hey, I, it's, I'll talk to him and report back. And I like animated movies. Like, I... Yeah. I'm pretty easy to get to watch an animated movie. Zero like if you interest. go into the movie and, and know what you're gonna get, like it's a there, a lot of them are good movies. You know, it's like yeah. I'm not going in here expecting to see that one. Looks like trash to me, though. <laughs> Angry <laughs> Bird. Like, do they talk? I think I, I they have I've to never talk. even seen. Yeah. What else? The dialogue. The I, well, right. well, what what about those little fucking movie. minion things? They don't talk, do they? Wow. You know, it's like maybe that, and then they have other. I don't know. I. I think they chirp to each other. Yeah, they code. are birds. Yeah, I don't know. That guy remember? must have been high as fuck. Yeah, Jesus Christ! You remember the emoji movie? That was a real thing. Yeah, I, I remember hearing about it. I don't remember it. No, you don't remember. I that? don't remember that. Yeah, I think yeah. it has like a one on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. But it's like they came out with the emoji movie, and, and, the, and the emojis are like you know people doing shit. people like you and me, dude. And with those movies, you can like look at the animation. It's not. Pixar, it's not DreamWorks. No. You're just like fucking Kidbix Studio. Yeah, this is shit. Like the original South Parks or something. Yes, like, yes. Yeah, but yeah. without like the right. good content. Right, right. It's just trash. <laughs> right. I can't get over that a guy yeah. said that's just one of his favorite movies of all time. Angry Birds. He's fucking with you. I Dude, he was being serious. This would be such a big brain fuck with. I mean, I that's don't even a, know how you can come up with that. And it's not like we were, like I was saying, like we weren't talking about like favorite movies, anything like this. He's, like he, he sought he you spewed out, spewed this out to just let us know that it's that good of a movie. Get something off his chest, dude. He had to smoke the best shit in the world before that. <laughs> He's not sharing. There's sometimes I've watched movies fried, and I'm like, that was awesome. And then I see it again, I'm like, that was okay. Ter- yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. I haven't gone like full terrible, but I've been like that wasn't as captivating as I originally thought. Yeah, right. it's usually like a comedy too. And yeah, you're like I was fucking dying the first time I saw. <laughs> In this. college, we saw what was it? Uh, the Muppets movie, and I was like, that's. I'll never see a funnier movie in my life. It was like on TV, like, I don't know, like a year ago. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. But it wasn't like an absolutely like life-changing movie. Okay, this guy's churching up the Muppets over here. And he's fucking shattering oh Angry my. Birds. Look, are you kidding me? We're going to compare the Muppets to fucking Angry Birds? I mean, they're we, similar. You don't even, no, they're not. I feel like they're they're in the same ballpark. Dude, the Muppets are like a classic. Yes. Jim, like, what's his name? Jim Henson? Henson. He's like yeah. a legend. Yeah. Yeah, Angry Muppets. <laughs> no, that's the crossover no one wants. Muppets to Angry Birds, dude. Fucking, you, you are like a true Gen Z. You're a Muppet. Dude. You're a fucking Muppet. <laughs> no, you're an Angry Bird. Muppet be a compliment for you. It's all the same shit. It is not. It is not. Oh man! Look at the baby. Look at the baby. So when are we doing Ebert and Roper's uh, movie reviews? We might have to just start doing movie reviews. We yeah. should we should assign. Well, the one time I said let's all watch something, you both watched it and I didn't watch it. Yeah, it was yeah. Anti Tao. Yeah. If so, it helps, I did watch it before you said that. That did help okay. probably for you, but Chandler like diligently like put time aside and like took notes, dialed like, it in, didn't w- do something with his wife to like watch it, and then like brings it up on the sh- on the show, and I'm like, oh yeah, I totally didn't watch it. Yeah, but did you guys see Catfish? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <sighs> All right. Well, uh, now that that's not really cleared up, uh, you guys want to. Talk about the Lions? Yeah, let's talk Lions Kool-Aid. football. <laughs> oh, yeah. Boys, what a fucking week. Holy shit. Lions take down the Commanders. I don't even remember the final. What was it? What was it? 36-27 yeah, Leos. There we go. 36-27. 
uh, led the entire game. Would love to know the last time that was a thing. They came out gunning. Gunning. I mean, I'm not kidding. Well, like- actually, back up real quick because that game, like, let's we're talking about the game. We're actually going to talk about how they came out. I was like terrified. They went three and out like for negative 14 yards and and punted. They, they did. It was yeah, like it was like less drive. than a 30 second drive. And then yeah. wasn't the second drive when they went for it on fourth and goal and missed it. But then they got the safety right after. Or was that the third drive? No, because that made it five. I remember they had okay. five. Yeah, they had three. Because they, they got three, yep. And then the third drive, exactly what you said, Swift had that awesome fucking run and then did not touch the ball again for the rest of the right. series. And I was just like, we're the fucking worst team in the world. Right. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. In that first half, do you remember all three facets of the game, special teams, defense, offense? Like, I'm sure there has been, but like, do you off the top of your head remember that good of a half from the Lions in all three areas? No. I, I don't do either. No. no no chance. No. I, I don't my, either. My buddy said this that's the most complete Lions game I've seen them play in years. It's it's I mean, it's definitely since before Quinn Trisha. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of a game where I was like, damn. Way to go. And I know, like, the secondary was – it was against Washington and Wentz. And, I mean, McLaurin's good, though. But, I mean, they, they stepped it up, you know. Like, yeah. the secondary was solid. Uh, our boy Rodrigo had number one rating on PFF for a rush attack in, like, 88.4. Yeah. I never know what that means. Me like, neither. I feel like people spew that out without knowing what that means. It is Collinsworth running the company, so it's probably a lot of hot garbage. But regardless, if you're getting a high grade – Is it Collinsworth or Sims? I thought it was Collinsworth. It's Collinsworth. It is? I'm almost positive. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, because okay. I'll because I remember the reason I think I remember this is because the uh Stafford's like first game with the Rams in primetime, it was fucking Collinsworth, and he was like, I had no idea Stafford was this good of a quarterback. Like, number one, you're a fucking NFL analyst and you run PFF mm-hmm. and you're gonna sit here and like make the comment you had no idea Stafford was a good quarterback because he played ten years in Detroit. Because we don't have primetime games, right? That's I just he fucking drives me. What are you so, doing on Thanksgiving? Yeah, like he drives me so fucking crazy. But hey, this fucking Lions game was just like absolutely electric, and it was just funny though to like watch the game. And at least I know my head throughout the game just kept like defaulting to like where where are we going to collapse or when's it going to go wrong? So even going into half at twenty two nothing, you're like, all right, three possession game. Like this is totally. Lions a bowl and of course fucking Washington comes out and like scores in two minutes absolutely no time but then like where the game really was like holy shit this is a different team for me was when it was 22 to 15 and that the swift play like yes third and 15 from Washington's 22 fucking golf gets rushed gets a tip pass swift falls laying like face down that was like one of the sickest plays. It was like Undertaker fucking rising from the dead. Yes, dude. And he popped up so quick and then just like scampers to the end zone. Like, and he was 20 yards out. Untouched. 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 And and the ironic thing was, I'm like, third and 15, they're going to throw a check down mm-hmm. and they're going to get stopped. What do they do? Throw a check down. He tipped. falls over, <laughs> tipped, gets up, and he wouldn't even been down in a flag football game. No. You know, so... I think it it was definitely a a different feel from them. And like you said, like, as much as I rip on Dan Campbell, like, they're taking on his character Mm -hmm. of, like, hey, like, you know, get rattled, you keep your head down. Hey, something doesn't go your way, 
you keep your head down. Hey, we're going to play tough. We're going to play 60 full minutes, whereas a lot of teams, we saw it this weekend with a lot of other teams where they started losing the lead and it was just a, a snowball effect and they ended up losing the game after being up two, three possessions. With the Lions kind of put their foot in the ground and they always had an answer with a big play. It was crazy. Yep. Always had an answer. The fact that they kept answering right. on offense was, to me, the most un-Lions thing in the world. Yes, like, absolutely. I, I was absolutely waiting for when it was 22 to 15 for like on that third and 15 for that golf pass to be picked off by a lineman and taken to the crib right, or something like that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, shout out JG, too. That guy has been ripping it up. Steady Eddie. Number one quarterback in the NFC North right now, numbers-wise. <laughs> four tugs, 256, three to, to three different receivers. I mean, he's playing lights out. Yeah. So, I mean, if the first half was about the defense, the second half was definitely the offense because obviously no points in the first half. But something that I think is just a little overlooked is in the second half, the Washington had six possessions. Um, and they scored a touchdown on four of them. Mm-hmm. You know, so they did score four touchdowns in the second half, but we did have a pick, and then the end of the game. Like, right. th- that's one of the possessions. Yep. The, if anything good out of the four touchdowns, it's they were feeding Jahan Dotson, who's their third option. The Lions are, are thin in the secondary anyway, so to be able to take away – McLaurin had his day. I think he had like 70, 75 yards. But overall, they really did – what Belichick does a lot, which is take away the number one option and let other guys beat you, mm-hmm. which is a great sign. Jahan Dotson had a great day, but again, they were playing prevent. Yeah. They were playing to make sure to keep everything in front of them, and they were getting scored on, just like they did in week one and to that, the Eagles. And that touchdown he had, uh, like, I mean, he made, like, a really nice – he was blanketed. Right. And that was a third down, right? Right. I'm almost positive. I mean, that was yep, a really right. nice catch. Yeah. Like, you couldn't even be mad at, like, you know, just sometimes the NFL you get teabagged. That's it, unfortunately. Overall, overall great week, though. Dude. Yep. St. Brown, how about that guy? Insane. He's going to be awesome. Dude, I passed on him in both leagues for – I passed on him for Deontay Johnson and – forgot the other one. It was weak. It was a weak pick. I think Cooks. I think Brandon Cooks. And now Amon Ra is going to be a top three receiver. It's Easily. And he had two carries for like 35 a pop. Leading rusher. Yeah. Dead serious. He was the actual <laughs> leading rusher. From handoffs in the game. He yeah, had you're right. One. He, he had, had 68 and Swift <laughs> had 56. Yes. Yeah, he was the leading rusher with two carries. Well, it's just last year he really he really stepped up when people were out and I'm like, man, maybe it was because they didn't have anyone else. That's why he's getting all these catches, eight straight games with eight plus receptions, nine for 116 this week, only three players all time to have eight receptions in eight straight weeks. I know one of them was Antonio Brown. The other one's slipping my mind right now, but to be in company with Antonio Brown and to be potentially setting an NFL record here this week if he can get eight-plus receptions for a fourth-round pick who's only 20 games into his career. It's it's unbelievable, and it's a testament to Brad Holmes. Absolutely. And, and I know that it's hard knocks, but, but it seems like his head is totally in the game. Like, he is dialed in for football. He's a good culture guy. He wants to win. He ain't, a, you know, he ain't trying to be out there hot-dogging it. Right. Dude, I love him. Um, it is Michael Thomas, by the way. Michael Thomas in 2019 and Antonio Brown in 2014. Yep. Good company. Um, yeah, I'd say 
The thing about Amon Ross St. Brown, number one, Chandler, you and me might have to go back and erase what the fuck we said before the season started about <laughs> him. Both of us in unison were saying, like, I know everyone's excited about him, but, like, he did a lot in garbage time when we weren't good and blah, blah, blah. Right. I'm here to tell you that it's going to be okay. Yeah, he is, dude, he's killing me from three different angles, and it's like, I normally side with my Detroit guys, and I passed him on the draft, and I bad-mouthed him before the season, and now he's just, I hope he has, I hope he... Maybe listen. Maybe listen, and that's the motivation. That's what I'm going to take. I think that is what happened. I think it is. I think I'm. I think we're motivating. Yeah, he was dialed him. into the fizz. Maybe we seventy five. You keep saying not what good up? enough. Yeah, yeah. good yeah. job, guys. Yeah, nice hey. work. Great job. I, I know he did well. What do you think about Hutch? He played great. I mean, he, he had he what was, six tackles and three sacks. Three sacks. He I was mean, a nightmare. Yeah, he was a nightmare. The thing was, like in the first half, he just blew everything up. Yeah, you know what I mean. So. I will admit when I watch football, like I can sometimes get completely lost in just like the ball and the skill guys. Like I, I have to tell myself every once in a while, like, Hey, watch the line and like watch what's going on. And mm -hmm. like, cause I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just tend to go to the ball. And like, I was like, I'm going to watch Hutch. And he was like a nightmare right. for anyone that tried to guard him. Also didn't realize that the Eagles have arguably like the best line in the NFL. Top five. I, I didn't know it was that good. I didn't know it was that good. Yeah. And, and the thing is, too, not only did he f play a good line week one, he doesn't have much help on the D-line. Like, you would think that they're they're scheming for him or whatnot, but he was in the backfield. I mean, yeah, he had three sacks, but he was in the backfield a lot more than that. I'm sure he had a lot more pressures than that. Um, and as Sparties, we got to root for him, right? I'm, hey, kudos, I, I, I already, Great I already made the – like, he's a lion now. Right. Like, yeah. what are you going to do? Like, right. I'm not going to – I'm not going to I want him to be good. Like right. what he helps one pride at the end of the day. Right. There it is. There it is. You know, I mean, fuck. I, do I wish Chandler? he didn't go to Michigan? Hey, I'm rooting for the team. I want right. them to. I, been, I said I was been to a, game, just went to a Michigan sure. game this year. Yeah. yeah. He hasn't hey. been to a Lions game, but he's been to a Michigan game Tough. Folks. or a state game. Huh? I'm not going back to Ford Field until they make the playoffs. I proclaim that and. I will pay whatever I need to to get into a Ford Field home And they game. need to update it now after what Frank was discussing earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Ford Field blows. Weenie water soup at the concession stands. Hey, dude. but hit the yellow brick road for a nice piss-warm beer. Yum. <laughs> mm. Yum. Yeah, so I mean, honestly, though, the Kool-Aid levels um, are dangerously high. The Lions enter that week as favorites for the first time in 24 games. They're up 22 nothing at half. Amon Rob. Breaks record. Hutch gets his fucking three sacks. Goff has his probably his best game as a Detroit Lion. Uh, it was – we're losing our minds, you know. So, But now I think what's really interesting is Minnesota on the road is actually like the perfect opponent because we both played Philly. We looked better versus Philly than Minnesota did, but that's like not saying much because Minnesota looked – just god awful. Yeah, cousins looked like ass at Philly, and I I do kind of hate that we are playing them after what just happened on primetime. Uh, cousins is not Brady, it's not Rogers, but he's still like a guy who doesn't like to get embarrassed and a sound quarterback. Uh, and, and they're back at home. Yeah, and it's just I am a little worried about us coming off this high of a win and Minnesota coming off the most a very embarrassing game um, at home. And I hope, uh, I hope just their mind is right. Well, the funny thing was we were in our group chat last night and our buddy had said, wow, the Lions are uh, plus six and a half at the Vikings. They were down 14 nothing. They took it off the board. Yeah. Came back on the board one point less. Yeah. They're I, only five and a half now. I think so it, yeah, I saw that. It, it's, it's interesting that 
it changed that much and that they even threw a line before the game started. But I agree with you, Frank. Very, very tough game this week on a team that's looked like shit. Not only last week, they didn't look that good against the Packers either. The Packers played like shit week one. They ended up scraping out a victory. So you got to think they're going to put it together. And, you know, again, not all doom and gloom, but – Delvin Cook usually has pretty good days against the Lions defense. I mean, they're like the Vikings are just not a complete trash team, you know, and just in the NFL, it's, you know, it's the consistency. They still have weapons on offense. I mean, they're they're a good team. Like, and and you just don't see like bad weeks back to back with a team with that much talent. Correct. The pros figure it out. And our our secondary is still questionable. They got Justin Jefferson coming into town. Yeah. You know, Thielen's been quiet, but I feel like he always has, like, a pretty decent game against us, too, and they could be trying to feed him a little bit just because of the lack of targets recently. Yeah, and, I mean, if you're, an, you know, I mean, if you're looking for a get-right game, you know, I mean, teams love to see Detroit at home. They do. I mean, it's like, it reminds me of uh, Rodgers with, like, the Bears. It was just like, oh, prime time after an embarrassing week. I'm going to bet the mortgage on this. Yep. A big the sack chair. test for the Lions this week, that's for sure. I that know. is for show. <laughs> I want it so bad. Um, Check your sack. <laughs> all right. So, well, next week. So, it's at five and a half. Five and a half. I just saw it went up to six now, too. It's at six? Yep. Either way, I'm going. I, I, there's no way I could be like, oh, yeah, I think Minnesota. Oh, I, like I, I, think, I think Minnesota covers. That's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but if I was looking at it not as a Lions fan, I'd be pretty terrified. Uh, I think it'd be one of those ones that I kind of just breeze over and, you know, only revisit during some live action. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. That means you think the Vikings are going to cover, man. Yeah. Well, you know, you never know. <laughs> let's call us, Let's just call it as it is. Might it's going it. to be a tough, tough game this week. It's going to be, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think they can cover, no problem. Win? I hope so. Same. Huh? Same. We I might wait. hear from that a little bit later. I wonder if... Uh, like, who was out this week? We were missing Frankie Rags. That yep. sucks. Jonas. Big Skip stepped up. Jonas was out, yes. Big Skip was in. Uh, Skip got in. What's his uh, – Oruwarie, wasn't he out this week? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's played the last two weeks, has he? Yeah, no, he, he played, played, week, played one. week one. Okay. Yeah. I think he was out last week, though. So. Akuda's been kind of lights out. Yeah, he's been he good. He has been playing well. He's yeah. been good. I think he only gave up three catches last week or something. So I'm pretty curious of, like, next week versus Minnesota, like, when are they going to start giving Okuda the the number one? You know, because they've had him on the number number twos. Or, or did is he, he the, is he one of the? I, I'm not sure, but is he one of the cornerbacks like a Richard Sherman, where he only stay? I know he's not like a zone guy, but does he stay on one side of the field? Because some of them they know. just stay on their I don't one think side. So. Yeah, no, I think he follows. Okay. So I I mean, to answer your question, Frank, if Oruwari is out this week. You have to put Okuda on Justin Jefferson. You have no other options. Yeah. You're you're forced to do so, and he's going to get thrown into the fire a little, and he might get torched. I mean, everyone does against Justin Jefferson. That's not a knock on Okuda, but like, oh my god, and he was. So but mad. hey, you're a top he five so first mad. round pick. Like, yes. yeah. time to step up. That's yeah. what I'm. You you have to do it at some god, time. I'm getting nervous. Jefferson was so. Visibly mad on Frank Monday sweating night. over I'm here. I'm nervous, man. You see every throw Cousins made, he was fucking throwing his hands up. And, sh- and a lot of them, dude, he was, was open, what too. What was Kirky doing? I don't know, man. dude. That guy is I saw the funniest loud. meme this morning, Fuck too. I sent Kirk. it to the chat, but it was uh, 
the guy feeling a ground ball on the Angels, and they're like Kirky dropping back in the pocket, and he fires it over, and it smokes the first base judge right in the <laughs> side of the head. <laughs> Dude, they ran that like fadeaway jump shot pass two plays in a row. Slay dropped it the first time, and then just picked it the second time. Yeah, ugh, it, it he looked, looked like shit. Yeah. Well, well. Anyways, let's since we're into the rest of the NFL, uh, pretty chaotic week two, uh, and I was. I was like in heaven this week, just a little bit, just filling you guys in. Like, obviously, you and me went to the game week one. Yep, was awesome. it was nice to be on the couch though. This oh week. my god, was it dude? Not? I loved it. Just like like week two is my new week one. Yeah, it's like you're, like with, when you're actually with, settled with zone, in. Yes, yeah. and dude, I had that wedding, so I was a little sluggish on Sunday, and like, oh my god, it was just fucking Hanson, clock ticking down. Dude, I was just so pumped to like watch Red Zone and the fucking Lions obviously had a great game. That was like the least time I watched Red Zone. I was like actually wanting to like see the Lions on even defense and shit like that. You go dual screen? No, No. I just had the one just flipping back and forth. Sometimes I'll get like the computer going, uh, but I just had the one screen. Gotcha. Need two, Frank. Gonna need two, buddy. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I can get that going. That, Uh, That this week though was was quite wild. I mean, out of all the games, obviously we love the Lions game. We've gone over that. Yeah, yeah. Great outcome. Probably the best thing we could have hoped for as Lions fans. Yeah. Outside of that, what was your favorite game, Frank, this week? There, there was a lot of really good games this week. Yeah, so um, I'll just pick this one because I'm sure the other two will get picked, but the one that just sticks out to me, and it's like for all the wrong reasons, um, that Jets-Browns game uh, just because number one, I took the Jets. I don't remember the last time, if ever, I've ever bet on the Jets. Um, but I just like was like Browns are gonna brown like, and they they browned so hard. And I think I like watching the Browns fail so much just because the Lions are like they're one A and, and that 1B. stupid elf too. The stupid elf. I just think they're tr- like if they're the only hope that there's like a worse organization in the NFL, Correct. if not sports is the Cleveland Browns from their branding to their colors, to their name, to their decisions, their organization, like the overall city, everything is just like, it's the only thing that could be considered less than the lions. And man, did they fucking really brown really it up, brown it up, dude. <laughs> I mean, like I would have loved to seen that live bet with like two minutes left for Jets money line. Everything that could have went wrong went wrong. They the Browns missed that PAT. Yep, Chubb uh, took the touchdown in. Chubb took yeah, and uh, and before Kareem that, Hunt Kareem Hunt did yeah. a lot of bounds. Well, I don't get that one. Was Chubb has notoriously run. For the first down, he's and good, at, he's good yes. at it. Yes. He's done that a few times. Yes. So we we I was watching him with Lou and some of our buddies on Sunday. We were all on the live under 42 and a half, 43 and a half. They're sitting at 41. We're like, oh my God, he's got the corner. He's gonna slide. Great. Goes into the end zone. We're like, are you fucking kidding he missed me? Missed that under by 20 points by the time. They lost. Missing it by 20 <laughs> points. Yeah. Uh, we were all spite rooting for the Jets at that point in time, but for someone who has done it, I think twice now, for him not to slide down inside of the three and get that first down, mind-boggling. Like Kareem Hunt going, not going out of bounds, or going out of bounds, like you're like, okay, that, right. that makes sense. But Chubb is like uh, like one of the smartest backs. Right. And, and you've seen him do that. And he's that been in that position before. Yes. Yes, you've seen exactly. him lay down. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, dude, so yeah, Brownie the fucking elf at the middle of, 
of, the Keebler elf. Oh my god! And for me, just to have that game with that dumbass logo in the middle, and I, I watched this. I think I said I last week, like I watched this two minute fucking how the elf came about, and it was just the biggest waste of time. And I was like, this organization sucks. Even when you them. hear like the analysts talking about it, they're like, they're you can hear them like laughing under their breath. They're like, fucking elf. I yeah. mean, like, what what are they doing? And like, yeah, and you have the dog pound, and like, dude, biggest. There's elf so many other ever. routes you could have gone with that. The, the rub and tug jerseys they had. Did you guys like see? the Browns everything during tailgate like they had the mannequin with the boner that said like happy endings aren't illegal and all this stuff no I did not see that you didn't see any of that no oh my god so like Brown's first home game fucking brownie the elf set midfield so that's weird but then like the dog pound have you guys ever been randomly to a Cleveland Browns football game no I've, I've been by the stadium but never to a game yeah same with me I've been over to the stadium but I have not been to a game so random I went to a Cleveland Brown New England Patriots game and it was actually Tom Brady's return from suspension um, it was like the most I ever threw on a game the line, the spread was like 25 and I just took the Patriots and they covered like double but <laughs> I was in the dog pound and it's like sickening in there I mean Detroit Lions tailgates are absolutely mutant freak shows but like the dog pound was just fucking crazy but so the things that they had going were just like a lot of Deshaun themed stuff so they had like a mannequin laying down with a towel over his midsection with like something to make it look like a huge boner Mm -hmm. and it just said like happy endings aren't illegal that's incredible and then like they had like Deshaun jerseys that said like rubbing tugging like just all these like fucking sexual jokes and what was the last one oh some guy made a flag, a, like got this done, like made the graphic up and printed a flag that was like brown and white of the American flag with like that that big porn star with the huge dong, yeah. but like put uh, Deshaun Watson's face on it. And they were like flying. God, I can't believe I missed all <laughs> They're that. the biggest fucking loser organization <laughs> like ever, dude. The Browns fucking stink. And clearly I eat all that shit up just to like prop Detroit up. <laughs> Love it. I mean, that's just, that's as low as it goes, that's right? as low as it fucking goes. And then they thought they had that game won and the Jets just fucking came back. Snatched it. Yeah. I thought. Uh, Good for Flacco, dude. For, how was that guy in the league? I, he, he looked good. He was good. slinging it, bro. <laughs> yeah. He, li- he looked good, honestly. <laughs> He looked like he could be a starter. Not that he is, but he looked like he could be. He played the part on Sunday. Uh, my favorite game from the weekend, um, I don't know if it was the best game. It was entertaining. Uh, ended up winning some money on it was the Cardinals-Raiders game. Yeah. Um, that game was insane. With the Cardinals comeback, the play where Kyler, I can't remember. It was a two-point conversion. Dude, and that was some of the craziest scrambling I've ever seen from a quarterback in 20. that game. 20.1 seconds from snap to get into the end zone. 83 yards. Dude, right. Max said Crosby literally had him, like, bear-hugged, and he, like, flipped him off of him somehow and and continued the play on. Yes, and I'm a big Kyler hater. Don't like him at all. Uh, and, we got to talk about the little end zone no, mishap, No, we totally too. will, but yeah. that was that was insane. Uh, that two-point conversion, 20 seconds, they said he ran 84 yards. But, dude, when he is running, like, have you ever seen that, like, Shrek meme where they have, like, Shrek running an yeah. opposite yeah, course yeah, yeah, and he's, yeah. like, this big? Like, yeah. that's what he looked. He looks like a little wind-up. Have you ever seen me. his high school football highlights? No. They're incredible. It's He might have the best high school football stat, like, overall stats of, like, anyone ever. Like, I think he won three national championships. Like, he never lost a game in, like, three seasons. But he is scrambling around, and it looks – it's literally, like, varsity against freshmen. It's crazy. It's wild. I thought they were toast. I couldn't believe they won that game. They are so – 
bad. I, I, I can't see Cliff Kingsbury getting out of this season, to be no. honest with you. Like, And they got HBO fucking filming right now, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, I can't wait till they get to the middle of the year and they're just not good. No, it's it's coming very soon. So did you see what happened at the end of that game, though? With yes. him getting slapped in the face? Yes. Now, did you see the video? Yes. Yeah, it was barely fucking anything, That's dude. It was I said garbage. Too. It looked like the guy was trying to hit his shoulder pads. Yes. So back up a little bit. So Kyler... Uh, Leads this incredible comeback, and the game ended. Was it a was it a pick six? No fumble, 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 yeah. fumble, fumble. Yeah, okay. So Raiders have the lead. Uh, they're up sixteen. I'm kind of spitballing. It was they were up sixteen late, four minutes left, something like that. Uh, yeah, eight minutes left. Yeah. Some in the fourth. Whatever. Cardinals come back, win in overtime off of uh, a fumble that scooped and scored to the house. Place is going insane. Now the game is in Vegas. And yep. everyone's going nuts. And Kyler pops off his helmet and, like, gets in the front row and is, like, selling with Cardinals fans. And everyone's going nuts. People are dapping him up. And some guy in the second row, like, reaches down to, like, it looks like celebrate with him and, yeah. like, slap him he on the like back. He was, like, tapping his shoulder. Yes. And he misses and he whacks his face. Like, not he, like, hard. grazed the side. Yeah, it was, like, a, a lot graze. of fingers. Yes, absolutely. And, uh... Like, Vegas police are, like, looking into pressing charges against this guy for assault. Yeah, way overblown. The video, if you give him a chance, look it up on Twitter or, or whatever you're on. It's 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 shameful, really. Like, is Kyler pressing this? I mean, he had to have say something, right? Well, if, How else would it be coming him, about? wouldn't you just say, like, hey, hey can we just cool it? Yeah, like, like it's not a big deal. Uh, like, my buddy texted me and said can, he's a confirmed Cardinals fan. I don't know wh- what his source is on that. But, like, it looks like the guy is a fucking Cardinals fan. Yes. I, it does look like it. Do you think he was really trying to, like, slap Kyler Murray in the face on no. national television? because if he wanted to really slap him in the face, he could have reached over and absolutely, like, gave him a whack to the face. It looks like he was going up to down, not side to side. Exactly. Like he was slapping yeah, him exactly. on the top of the shoulder. <laughs> yes. I mean, Vegas police got a lot of other things. Isn't the Aces parade today, Frank? <laughs> you you tell me, Channy. I think the Aces Parade, the Who's WNBA the champs, are, are the parades today. I Vegas thought it was like a poker be, tournament. No, oh no, they should be policing that, not investigating this. Hell of a poll there, Channy. <laughs> Go Aces. <laughs> Dude, I can't stand Kyler, though, because when he got hit in the face, he gives that look like... Yeah, he, he, he has that, like, entitled. douchey look yeah, face. I hate his look. He already has that resting, like, douche look. I hate him. I really don't like him at all. I don't like him at all. Douche. All right, Pizzo, what was your... Uh, what game did you like? Um, the last one I would say was, was definitely the Miami Dolphins at Baltimore Ravens. That was an absolute crazy game. What was that? That was insane. Tyreek just started absolutely popping off at the end. Every time I was in like such a daze, I was like coming off the, uh, the outing, having a couple drinks, smoked one. I was like laying on the couch with the pizza, six pizzas in my stomach. And I'm like... <laughs> The Dolphins and I woke up and and I actually had Tyreek as my last. La- I had a anytime touchdown four teamer in and Tyreek was the last one that I needed. And, oh no! And way. I woke up and he like caught that deep bomb from Tua and that started the comeback. That's awesome. So that was pretty pretty good. And uh, that I mean that game was nuts. Like Tua popped off. He had a great day. That was a huge upset for them. I could not believe it. I had Baltimore, um, but absolutely could not believe that the Ravens let him back in that game. And I honestly, like, this is going to sound dumb, but I didn't know Waddle was that electric. Like that. I didn't yeah. know he was that electric. He's sick. He's like that. Yeah, he's he's very good. Also saw a meme today that justified what I said, I think, a week or two ago. And it was like, 
hey, I flipped the camera on every one of Tua's throws on the comeback to make him right-handed, and he looks really good. And I was like, yeah, I don't know what it is. He Left- did look good. Yeah. yeah. But if you flipped it to right-handed, like, oh. He was he- dropping dimes in there. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, that was that a lot was of good a, football. A, a good, good weekend of football for being week two. And more, I mean, more, uh, more storylines. I mean, just fucking crazy. Jimmy G in for Trey Lance. The guy's leg is twisted all the way around. What a tough seven days for Trey Lance, huh? He gets like bad press being at the strip club. Uh, you know, he loses to the Bears, and then week two trying to get everything right and he's done right away and Jimmy G comes in and I swear to God he was smiling like he was smiling at, at, with the first snap and and I think I know why he was smiling Frank was that uh, I, I sent this earlier in the chat but so Jimmy G moving for he earned an extra 250k in that game and if he plays 25% of the snaps on offense he gets 250 and then if he wins the game he gets another 100k per game Yes, so he's basically making another 250 per game no matter what happens. That's insane. And then another 100 if he wins the game. So he took a nice 350K home after that game. Imagine that feeling. I'd be smiling too. Yeah, absolutely. You know what the funny thing is, though, is did you see the team and how they reacted when he came in? Cool. They were like, I feel like everyone was like, oh, okay, like we got our guy. Yes, yes, yes like we got, got our yes. guy back. You and know, he looked great. Like he was settled in. He didn't, but feel he knows more, the yes. offense. It felt more comfortable. Yes, he completed like two dimes. Like I thought, thought, he, dude, I swear to God, he was smiling when he like was under center. Like how could you not? I mean, he I know, was like, I fucking knew it. Yeah. He's well, like, he he knows the offense. What up, fuckers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so, back. Let's get this, boys. You know, right? He knows the offense, and he gets a whole year now to to win a deal whereas he was going to be a backup this year probably a career backup for the rest of his career because he wasn't going to show anybody anything now he gets a a a 15 game minimum audition to get another contract next year and jimmy g is like one of those guys that somehow some way keeps falling into a starting role right like there's just quarterbacks out there that i just feel like somehow just keep like i remember chad henney started for like 10 different teams like as a bat like started as a backup and just kept falling into starting roles right yeah i like jimmy g i feel like he's always you know he gets the job done he's not he's not going to be a superstar but he's you know he seems like a pretty good guy to have around the locker room wins big you know he wins some big games here and there like i don't i got no problem with jimmy g so i will come out and say i'm, I'm keeping my 49ers pick mm-hmm. I, I picked him to win the super bowl this year if everyone remembers i'm not changing it but let's not forget they were in the nfc championship last year and if they had made that bunny of an interception Yep, yep, that one they from Stafford. Probably would have went to the Super Bowl. Two years prior to that, they were in the Super Bowl with Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. So let's with, a, just, with with a lead. Yes. Late. Yes. Yeah. So let's remember this guy's a, a really good quarterback, or this team's a really good quarterback with Jimmy G as the quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know why, but it it was weird. Like when I saw him go in and like I was just like, I don't know. It was I, I'm obviously not like happy anyone is injured or hurt their leg, but I just thought it was like, what the fuck more could this guy? I, I know he's not a superstar, but it's like, how are you just making him the backup right. when he's been your dude? And like, he didn't really bitch or complain. You didn't see a lot of headlines of it. He right. just kind of took like, us th- and then he like checks in and fucking rips it. And, and like, what did we see from Trey Lance? Like, I don't understand the Trey not Lance a lot thing. to like be like, yeah, this is definitely our guy, right? I don't understand the Trey Lance like anything hype nothing 
Like, I forgot he sat out the COVID year, too. Right. Like, and he I, played at North Dakota State. Like, I just don't get it. Like, I just truly don't understand. And and you could feel like San Fran never was re- ready to, like, fully commit to him either. Like, right. it always is just like, yeah, but we're going to. They were like, oh, we fucked Jimmy up on G. the pick. I guess we got to ride him out at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how it feels to me. I agree. I think that I, I think Niners Nations is not terribly upset to have Jimmy G back under center. No. Sure, a lot of people are pretty happy. The yeah. other pretty crazy thing was the is the Colts. Like, I can't believe that team. I was just gonna say, you know what nation is upset that someone's under center? Colts nation's upset that Matt Ryan's under center. That guy stunk the last three years. He's he's done. Why won't the Colts like get a quarterback that is like under thirty eight? They didn't score a point against Jacksonville. Why don't the Colts get golf? I dude, why didn't the why so why like didn't back, they go back for back Jimmy, Jimmy G? G? Yeah. Like right. why didn't the Colts go get Jimmy G or the Jets? It, it's it's mind blowing. I mean the Jets obviously would be the backup for Zach Wilson, but the Colts, it's like But Zach's been hurt like yeah, yeah. before the season started. Right. I just I don't know. I thought someone for sure would go get Jimmy G and not, I'm just seeing some of these starting quarterbacks and I'm like, there there had to be someone better out there. I mean it's Matt Ryan's borderline like immobile like Ben Roethlisberger the last yes. five games last year oh, like he he doesn't he does not move out of the pocket it's like painfully hard to watch they have the best running back in the league arguably uh Michael Pittman didn't play this week but he's he's a top 20 receiver I'd say this year good weapon they have a good defense you have to have a quarterback you have to have a quarterback in this league and in the AFC where it's deep with probably eight or nine teams that can realistically make the playoffs Colts are in trouble. 0-2 teams are what, 9% chance to make the playoffs? I don't think, yeah, all 0-2 teams last year did not make the playoffs. Correct. I don't think one has since 2019. That's crazy. Looks like Lions are in the green. Dude. Uh, <laughs> dude, to get shut out, though, is, like, insane. Yeah. Like, normally to, when the Jags? Look, look at, like, every game that was played that was looking like a blowout. By the end of the game, the final score was like single digits. Right. Like, Even or, like the Atlanta and Rams game, the Rams were beating them down the entire game. Dude. Right. Like the NFL teams always somehow make it mildly close or get it within a possession. There's still NFL the Colts, athletes. The Colts just like laid down. down. Yes. Bad. I saw a tweet. Jim Ursay tweeted out, like it was like some shitty photo of him, like signing a football, like sitting in a chair behind like an outdoor gated thing. And it was like doing stuff, doing something to cheer the fans up after a tough day. And it was like one guy waiting outside, like for an <laughs> autograph from Jim Ursay. That guy's just cracked out. Would yeah, you I was get? Say, uh, was he fried up? <laughs> would you wait for Martha's autograph? Yeah, yeah. You, you know. would? No. Okay. Good. <laughs> I was gonna say Chandler you, was about to shut you, it down. You and Angry Birds guy are yeah. about to be yeah. chilling together. I'd rather wait for Angry Birds guy's <laughs> autograph than, than Martha's. Martha's. Yeah. Oh, what if she signed her oxygen tank? Uh, that would be pretty be, unique. I could sell that yeah, on the site for absolutely. a good profit, maybe like twenty. So you'd bucks. stick around. Yeah, good, I'd stick good. around for that. Um, okay, sweet. Um, any other notes from the week, or should we get into? Should we look ahead? I say let's picks. look ahead. Let's get some picks rolling here, baby. All right. So last week, um, as I noted at the start of the show, uh, Chandler, after what he would describe as a rough start, is on an absolute um, heater complete heater and i'm actually trying to pull up uh the stats from last week seven and oh i remembered there it is so sunday he uh who'd we have here for you we had jacksonville plus four walked 
49ers minus 10. Walked. Patriots minus one. Yeah, that was, and I bet against that one uh, in real life. I had the Steelers in that one. So, yeah, those three cruised. Well, Pats didn't cruise. Yeah, uh, Pats came back at the end and took over. Yep, true. And then uh, the other three were pretty easy. Yeah, and then Pizzo, complete opposite day almost. Uh, Rough go for you. Rams, 10.5. That did not hit. Falcons made a push at the end. Fell apart. Yeah, Saints Saints just looked bad versus Brady. That game was like slow moving. That was a very weird game, too. There was a lot of like, there was the sideline shit. And then uh, what's his name? Mike Evans pushing Lattimore, getting the game suspension. Yeah. A lot of a lot of extracurricular game was their head wasn't in the game, you know. Yeah, and, and isn't it, how how weird is just Brady in general like this year? It's like the weirdest Brady I've ever seen in my life. I don't, I'm fucking Brady, dude. and I'm a he Brady fan. Like, I, I, not me. I mean, he's he's kind of he should have just stayed retired. I think so. You know, he had a great year last year. Go out, uh, he didn't win the Super Bowl, but hey, he, he threw what forty plus touchdowns. Should have won. I mean, if if they don't blow a coverage versus. Cooper Cup right. still blows my mind. Yeah, like right. I'll never forget being like, "How was there? How did you just get beat deep by Cooper Cup?" It was the only way you could have got beaten. He's finally looking human. Tom Brady's never looked human uh, as a player. Yeah, he's looking like an alien in, <laughs> in real life. Yeah. Have you guys seen his? His face bones? is so skinny now. What is that? TB twelve something or other, I guess. It's weird, dude. Hey, talk a, about my winner, Frank. Jeez, man. I'm getting there. Fucking prick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you, Breeze over so that you, one. You, you had the over of 51 and a half. That Lord hit, and that we love that, that one by team. a miracle <laughs> half point with an overtime scoop and score. We love it, team. <laughs> yeah, so Arizona, Las Vegas, over 51 and a half. 52 hit um, with an overtime scoop and score. Um, and, like, just, just tough week. Very lucky. And then I went two and one. Uh, Green Bay cruised at nine and a half. I had the Jets six and a half, which I talked about at nauseum, and the Ravens blew it. I had them three and a half. That missed. So, um, and then we went into Monday night. Me and Pizzo were on the Vikings. Chandler knew it was going to be the Eagles. He hit that, and then we were all on Bills. Yeah, um, the Bills look fucking incredible. That team Jesus. is going to be tough to stop. If they had any sort of run game, they would be absolutely crab walking to the Super Bowl. Dude, they're they're sick. Yeah. They're fun. I, w- I mean, this is the one time in my life I wish I lived in Buffalo. <laughs> does Shout ten- out to Jay. Shout out, J.U. Um, does Tennessee blow? I mean, I know the Bills are good, yes. but is Tennessee bad? Why didn't they pay A.J. Brown? They just said, like, we're not going to pay this guy. He's a top- He's so good. Yeah, I, I don't know what... I don't know went- what they're doing with the quarterback shit. I don't know where their money is. Yeah. If you're not yeah. paying A.J. Brown, I know, obviously, they signed Tannehill to the four-year deal, so you got money tied up there, but, like... Can they you think D like Lawan is a big is a big probably uh, yeah. payday? But other than that, like Derrick Henry, yeah, he gets paid, but he's a running back. It's not like he's a thirty million dollar guy a year or anything like that. Like, where's Tennessee's money going? I don't get what they they like had a small window where they looked like the up and coming team. Everyone was like, all Detroit fans were like, why didn't we get Frable and shit like that? Yeah. Um, I think they just got they got to hang it up with Tannehill. I mean, I mean, come on. I was just gonna say, yeah. true or false? Do we see Malik Willis this year starting? I think starting starting no. I'm gonna say no. I think we will. Okay. I think we'll see him at the end of the year because I think the Tennessee is gonna be a shitty team, and I think that they're gonna give him you know a napo at the end of the year to go. Fair enough. Who is the wide receiver they drafted that they thought was gonna be AJ Brown? Traylon Burks. Yeah. What's he done? I haven't heard anything. Camp. I don't know asthma? Yeah, he had oh. he had bad asthma in camp. He well, couldn't get the guy a fucking inhaler. Yeah. No, who else they had? Bobby Trees. 
Added Bobby Trees. Guy's not doing anything. I know. Bobby Trees was so good in L.A. too yeah. until he busted his knee. Yeah, it's a, it's a sad a situation. Quarterback. Yeah. So with our betting this year, overall, uh, Chani uh, has taken the lead for me uh, record-wise. I'm up points-wise, which is just, you know, just kind of a caveat. But Chandler's 12-5 uh, and five at 13 points. I am 11-6 and six with 14 points. And Pizzo's bringing up the caboose at a clean 8-8-1. Eight and, eight, eight and one, Right down the middle. Um, with It's got to be 8 points. I have... I have seven here, but that doesn't make any sense. So it has to be eight. Yep. Yep. There you go. Okay. The only push. Yes. The only push. What, a, I, what an honor. I thought I pushed something. Oh, no. I pushed a real – yeah, I pushed uh, Steelers this week, but I didn't pick that. Anyways, let's move into our picks for this week. Chani, since you have the hot hand, you're going to lead off. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to lead off, huh? You're going to lead off. I'm going to take a bet you guys aren't going to take. Okay. And I'm going to piss the viewers off and Great. the listeners off. So I'm sorry, Fizz Army. This isn't personal. He's taking Minnesota. But guess what? I vowed to make people money. Oh I God. started off 0-4. Champagne Athletics is getting DMs. Fade them. Fade them. Yeah, Fuck can. you. That's what I say to that. We came back. I'm 12-1 to right now. 12-1 in my last 13. And I'm picking winners. I'm not playing the crowd. I'm making you guys money. Which brings me to Minneapolis, Minnesota, an NFC North game. Minnesota <laughs> laying six. We all talked about it. Frank started dripping sweat like he was in a fucking sauna here earlier when he was talking about the game. I'm nervous. We all know what's coming. It's okay. It's okay. We don't expect the playoffs from the Lions. They're yes, a rebuilding yes, team. A six to seven wins is good this year. Nine. But nine they defense. are going into a perfect storm in Minnesota. Minnesota's played like shit. Justin Jefferson's going to have a hell of a day. Nice. Draft Delvin Cook on your DraftKings roster. It's going to be a beating, and it's okay. Minnesota's going to take this one down 34 to 24, cover the six points. And let's think of one thing underrated. So everyone, we watched Hard Knocks, remember? Yes. Dan Campbell it. said... That's the worst thing that could have happened about David Blau going to Minnesota. Why? Because Minnesota plays them week three, and David Blau knows Detroit's offense, their hand signals, their checks, their tendencies. That's a very underrated factor in this game is you had your number two quarterback through camp, cut at the end of camp, now on the other side of the ball giving them a little bit of insight. Give me the Minnesota Vikings minus six at home to beat our Detroit Lions. We're not scared of David Blau whatsoever. So, well, know. he's not playing, but he's going to give insight. He's not going. He'll to. be at the track. Yeah, he'll be running the track. Take the Lions. I told you so. Yeah. Well, it, I'm not scared of fucking David Blau. Well, so skull for for Channy here. No, just the Vikings are going to cover. I'm skull. not going to blow clapping the horn. The oh, there the horn. There's these guys. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to make the Fizz Army money. Oh please, I can do it other ways besides bashing my favorite team. Never spill the Kool-Aid, brother. Lou. M-O-E. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you got? All righty. Uh, whip it around. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this very, very easy for the listeners. We've been bashing the Colts, and people are going to say, oh, this is a cheap pick. This is a tough one, blah, blah, blah. The Colts stink. They're going up against one of the best teams in the AFC in the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are only laying six and a half going into Indy. They can invite their family out there on the field. Jackson Mahomes can catch a touchdown this game and they'll cover. All right? Give me the Kansas City Chiefs minus six and a half. Fuck it. 
Yeah, there's our, our resident sheep, Luigi Pizzo. Uh, 92% of the money is on the Chiefs this week. Frank, who are you liking? Um, so, let's see. I actually just realized that my pick is the Thursday night game, which we don't do. So, I will move into my next one here. Um, and I'm going to make this one pretty simple. And actually, I could probably just keep the sheep sound probably queued up here. Um, but I'm, cause I have the same line of thinking as Pizzo does, but there is absolutely no reason for me to believe that Buffalo won't deliver another dicking um, to the next team they play. So I have them at Miami five and a half. I'm taking Buffalo there. I'm actually going to cheat myself. Cause I know that's probably a sheep pick. Um, but I have no reason to believe that Miami's going to hang after that emotional win versus the Ravens. And I think the Bills are just on a killing spree. So I got the Bills. What percentage of money you think's on the Bills? Probably 93%. Very close. 90% of the money's on the Bills, Frank. Okay. Yeah. So you win against my one rule, interdivision home dog. I did. Which the Dolphins are. Four and one interdivision home dogs this year. Okay. One loss, you had the big slip bandit curse. Yes. Saints didn't cover this week. It, of course, if he takes them, the rule doesn't apply. That's rule number two of interdivision home dogs. We a good surprise on you. So <laughs> thank you for leaving that segue in, Frank, because that rule still applies here in week three. This rule is going to apply throughout the season. So we're going to go find – we're going to go find ourselves in the nation's capital. Okay. Okay. Commanders, bad week, lost to the Lions, got kicked around the field. Motor City Cats just fucked them up, dude. Carson Wentz looked like shit. Couldn't get much going on offense in the first half. Couldn't stop anything on defense. They welcome the Philadelphia Eagles, world beaters. NFC favorites right now, possibly. Beat the Lions. Lions look all right. Killed the Vikings. A lot of people liked the Vikings last night. But it's an interdivision game, and it's a home dog, and the commanders are getting six and a half. Just looks too weird. I don't have too much explanation on it. I just know if I'm getting nearly a touchdown at home in an interdivision home game, I'm taking that team. Give me the Commanders plus six and a half hosting the Eagles this week. Okay. Eagles short week. Question for you, Channy. Yes. So looking at that, uh, you know, you took the Bills on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, ton of money had to be on them. Correct. Ton. And that, and that was a 41-7 to 7 final or whatever the hell it was. Correct. So just curious your thoughts there of when – I'm curious how you decipher when a sheep is going to hit, like when you feel good about it and when you just know there's, there's no hope. So the main thing that I do with the sheep end on the handle is percentage of bets is low but handles high. Mm-hmm. That means the big money is going on that team. So, for instance, the Eagles had a lot more money on them this Monday, mm-hmm. but they only had a third of the bets on them. Okay. So, if you're looking at it from a handle standpoint, you're saying, well, hey, 75% of the money's on the Eagles. Well, yeah, only 33% of the people are betting it. Mm-hmm. So, again, betting's not perfect. There's no formula, but you play the percentages, and Vegas usually wins. So, I'm going to just stick – and stay consistent with it and say, hey, when there's more money on one side, they're typically not going to cover. And if I can cover 60, 65% of the time doing that, I'm going to make money throughout the year. Gotcha. You know, so, but 
Bills, that was a barrel. I mean, I think the Titans suck. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. just with Pizzo's logic on the Chiefs, if you think that other team sucks, take the team that's the sheep money. Yeah. I like it. So rebounding off that, I'm going to take us to beautiful, sunny, beachy New England. Ooh. <laughs> and I think that after a, a pretty pretty good win for New England last week, coming back, getting it done, they're, they're riding in high. Baltimore coming to town a little beat up, disgruntled after what happened with Miami there. I think that the Patriots don't have the firepower to keep up with the Ravens. I think the Ravens are pissed. They're ready to rock. And I think that they take it to New England here um, in, in this matchup. So I am going to go with the Ravens here, minus three. To be honest with you, I like them all the way up to minus six on this one. Yeah, they're going to be mad. What's that? Ravens are mad. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I thought you said I'm going to be mad. No. Yeah, no, I'll be mad if the Ravens don't hit it. I will be I'll angry mad. Too. <laughs> yeah. When I, you introduce Big Slip next week, can you just hit the sheep button about eight times in a row? Yeah, no problem. Okay, thank Bomb you. Bomb me in, baby. 90, 92% of the money on the Ravens. Oh, my God. Wow. I said I was going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably still will. All right. Um, so I'm looking looking right now, thinking of what I want to do. Because I got two, two that I'm staring at. You know what? I'm just going to go with this one, and we're going to just mix it up right here on the show. We're going to get gritty. I could, I could go away from the games you guys have picked, or I could just get right in your face and go right against it. Uh, and no, I'm not going to do... I'm not going to be a hero. I'm not taking the Lions, but I am going to take a bet that doesn't make any sense to me at all. Uh, Chandler already said Pizzo took the sheep side of it. I don't like it, but I've been told to bet uncomfortable. I'm taking Matt Ryan and the Colts plus six and a half versus Kansas City. I don't think they're as bad as these two games have looked, uh, and it's just one of those where it makes no sense to me at all, so I'm just going to bet uncomfortable and take him. Also, I have Jonathan Taylor in a league, and for Christ's sake, he needs to get it going. Nice pick. You're welcome to do as you please. And I actually had that written before you picked. I didn't just do that based off our conversation here. I had Colts. It's an uncomfortable pick for me. Well, nice pick, Frank. Thanks. I think I really like that pick. Thanks. Do we want to do a sheep and shark? We put a lot of them off, but I think we got room for one more. We got room for one more. This one's a tough one, and we want people to be engaged from... 1 p.m. on Sunday to 11.30 p.m. on Sunday. So you know what that means? We're going to mile high. Okay. San Francisco, 49ers, Jimmy G. We've basically sucked them dry. <laughs> we did. I mean, we we, this, this podcast yeah. is Jimmy a Jimmy G, G, G podcast. We are. We are. San Francisco 49ers. Italian stallion. You know? Fucked a porn star. He did. Good for him. Fact. We like him. San Francisco 49ers laying one and a half at the Broncos. The Broncos look like ass. I don't think they've run the ball inside the five once this year, and yes. I think they've had eight opportunities. Um, they look terrible right now. They're giving one and a half at home against the 49ers. Sunday night football, may I add, 85% of the money is on the San Francisco 49ers. Oh. So I ask you, Lou, are you going to be a shark? and take the Broncos, or are you going to continue to be a sheep and this take the might, 49ers? This may shock you, Chandler. Frank, you as well. But I believe that the NFL and Twitter 
and the folks of the NFL fan base are way overreacting on this Denver Broncos team. I still think this is a very, very good football team. They're just settling in. They're just finding their way. I like the Broncos to win this ball game, and I think that they're going to be fine this year. Okay. Lewis spoken. Frank, where do you stand? A couple weeks ago, I said on this podcast, teams I do not bet against in certain situations, uh, and that is the Denver Broncos at home playing at mile high. It's the spookiest fucking stadium I've ever had to bet with. Uh, It's Raiders, spooky team, Broncos at mile high. Uh, I don't know if they're a good team. I think their coach seems a little over his head, but I know they have Russell Wilson in prime time and everyone expects him to lose. That's usually when they win. And I'm telling you that air is something's weird in that air in mile high. Give me the Coes. There we go. Well, if two's a company, then three's a crowd. I don't think I have too much extra to say other than I think Russell Wilson's old teammate, Tyler Lockett helped him out. Did you see that came out this week that he's been using the same hand signals as he used in Seattle and that tipped off the Seahawks in week one? No way. Yes. So I think keep it shut, man. You got to keep your cards close to your chest. Well, he's playing an interdivision team this week, so he might be helping his old teammate out for the benefit of the Seahawks. Uh, I agree with Frank. There's one team that I do not. I hate betting, especially as a home dog, and I hate betting against them at home. That's the Broncos. Mile high is just different. It's weird. Guys get gassed there. Is there something in the air there? And then, uh, again, a Sunday night primetime game, and you're getting points. Kittle hasn't played this year. They're very gimpy at running back. I don't know if you saw they signed Marlon Mack today. Oh, my God. I mean, has Return that Return of the Mack. Yeah. He exactly. wasn't bad in Indy. <laughs> he wasn't, but. He wasn't bad. He wasn't bad in Indy. That was three years ago. (laughs) Yeah. So it was a good year. Turn of the Mac. With that being said, I'm going with 15% of the money. The Fizz boys stay together. We always stand together. Give me the Broncos plus one and a half at home on Sunday night. All right. Sharks in the water. All right, boys. Good picks. Good picks. Um, Let's keep it moving here. Let's keep it moving. Let's move into something we probably don't want to talk about at all, um, but I'm sure our Michigan listeners are salivating to hear from us. Um, Michigan State, absolutely embarrassing performance on Saturday. Uh, One of the most god-awful games I've seen in recent memory, Uh, that, the Ohio State shellacking. Um, But this one I felt was worse than that, just because Ohio State, you felt that could kind of happen. I did not expect Washington to absolutely feed us our fucking lunch on national television. I I agree, Frank. That was one of the tougher Michigan State games to sit through and watch of my career as a Sparty fan. I had a, a a bad feeling in the pit of my stomach that maybe it would be a close game. I didn't think that would happen. Not only did our secondary get absolutely fucking embarrassed, I think we gave up 30 or 29 in the first half, but we scored like fucking 13 points by the end of the sec or the end of the third quarter. Like we couldn't do anything. Nothing. Well, it- it was it was horrendous to watch and going into it like like you said Channy like looking at the betting numbers right it was very scary but i convinced myself that it was bullshit 
and we were going to go out there and just had the green blinders on because it was the same thing as Miami. I was just like, this is our Miami game from last year. Yep. And we're going to go in there and we're going to fucking take care of business. And right from the rip, they, they jammed it down our throats and it looked like they had control. And then we got the goal line stand and uh, scored again. Right. And but the, the dagger was their touchdown before half. I mean, yeah, that was the absolute, like, like to me, I saw that and I was like, I'm going back to this wedding. Penix looked like fucking Drew Brees out there. What, 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 Dude. Washington did what the Lions did this week. Every time the door opened, they slammed it shut. Yes. Yep. We stop them on fourth and goal. What happens the next play? Fucking Safety. Guy trips over our own guard right. into the yep. end zone. That's right. Safety. We score two minutes before half, have some momentum, oh. getting the ball after half. What happens? They march down the field and score with under 20 seconds Four left. plays? Three, yes. Four or five plays? Yes. If that? Yes. Wide open guys. It was, it was embarrassing to say the least. We were weak in the secondary last year. We knew it, right? We had a whole offseason. We had a whole recruiting class. We had transfers come in. Nothing. Losing has snow gotten better. Was, was huge. And I mean, but regardless, it looked fucking bad. It was I, bad, bad. I mean, even you think you had those two guys, like we're not, it's how much can it change? I mean, it was, it was horrendous across the board. Jesus fucking Penix loves playing us, huh? I guess. I mean, it, it's, it's twofold because our secondary was bad, but the guy was fucking sitting back there yeah. too. I mean, these, that I, I just think of that crossing route. I think it was the second half, the first touchdown, where the guy basically drag, drug his whole way across the field, 40 yards in the air. It's like, how long you got to sit back there for that route to develop? Like, Not only was everyone open, but there was no fucking pass rush. Right. Nothing. Right. Got to have one or the other. Chilling. Right. And, and so, like, I forgot at what point in the game it was. I think it was maybe towards the end of the second half, but it was like Peyton Thorne was 10 for 10 or 11 for 11. And it's like, if you saw, if you told me that I would be like, Oh my God, we're fucking killing them. And like, I've said this before and I say, I'll say it again. Like I think, um, Thorne, the bigger, the moment, the bigger, the game, the better he plays. I truly think he can't get up for games like Akron and, uh, whoever the fuck we played in the first game, Western. Yep. Um, and he was like the lone bright spot. And yeah, he had a good. I mean, his numbers. He had three hundred and twenty-three and three touchdowns and only one pick. And and he, you could tell he was still fighting. You know, I I I liked what I saw out of Thorn, but it, it's odd for your quarterback to probably be your bright spot and you still just get absolutely blasted. Right. And, and right. one of the concerns that you had in in our earlier episodes, Frank was was the running game and right now it looks abysmal yeah there's Broussard looked terrible and then uh who's the other guy burger, burger. burger. yeah i mean there was zero run support at all I, I i agree with you that thorn usually gets up and he had i hate to use this word but i can't think of anything else right now he had grit on saturday <laughs> fuck yeah yeah you know he didn't it up. <laughs> he didn't give up or, or anything like that um but i was disappointed in him uh like you mentioned frank 10 out of 11 in the first half. Obviously, he doesn't call the plays or whatnot, but 10 out of 11, you had one scoring drive. Like, take the fucking bowl, grab it by the horns, and score some fucking points. You're an upperclassman quarterback. The team was rattled, you could tell. That's when you got to take control of the situation and say, this is my fucking game. 
This was a a pad Stafford type of game, mm, in yep. my opinion. The Matt Stafford, well, he threw three hundred plus and three touchdowns. Well, it didn't it didn't mean fucking shit. Mm-hmm. You got to take the game. You got to score. I understand some of the play calling, their commitment to the run, uh, fucking terrible. Start fucking letting it launch. Keon Coleman couldn't w- was uncoverable mm-hmm. that game. He played his lights out, but. To me, Peyton Thorne was a lot on the stat sheet on Saturday and not what that team needed from him, which was to take the team, say, I got it, and I'm going to do whatever I need to do to win this game. Instead, he scored a lot of garbage time points, a lot of second-half points, but when it mattered, they did not put scoring drives together, which was in the first half. Yeah, it sucked. It just sucked. And for, I mean, dude, so, like – Mel Tucker's everything, you know, like his isms, the the chopping, the deep water, the relentless, the dogs, you know, all of it. It's like, it's like fun when you're winning. And then when you're losing, it's like, it looks like the dumbest shit in the world. Like I've never fallen off so hard from like, there was nothing to fucking chop. Like the fucking deep water with the graphics and all of that shit. Like us hyping it up on Twitter. Like when you lose, in that fashion on that stage, like holy, all that shit you do with like the dogs on the field and the cars and shit. Like you, you look really dumb when you don't win games. And I'm not saying like, it's, I'm like against it at all. You know, he's got a method. He's the expert and all that on recruiting. And I think he's done amazing things, but it is just funny. Like you look at like, keep chopping in deep water when you lose a game like that. And you're like, this shit's really dumb. Right. We were in the fucking shallowest water possible. Yeah. We got dragged out to fucking Puget Sound. It was just it was just one of those games that you're you're pissed off after watching it and you're, you're pissed off the day after and then you, you kinda let it blow over because you gotta get on with your life. But it's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, like yeah. what the fuck was that? Truly like thank God for the Lions on Sunday, which yeah. I never thought I would say, but it right. fucking if they just like lost to Washington, like we'd have a lot less energy today on this Absolutely. podcast. A hundred per and Frank, I agree with you a hundred percent on Mel with like all his isms and whatnot. It's like it backfires against you when yeah. it doesn't work. The one thing I did like from what he say, he was a horse shit coach right now. He did say yeah. that. He, he owned said, it. He yeah. took it on himself for he, sure. He said, the results are the results, and I'm a horse shit coach right now. So you know what? Good for him for standing on the podium and saying, that's on me. Now, I'm sure behind closed doors, he's fucking chewing asses out mm-hmm. as we currently speak. And I expect a much more disciplined, fired up team this weekend against Minnesota. But I agree with you. I don't know if it's time to cool it on it, but like it is. I it no, I, no it totally is. Just because even before uh, we lost this game, I just branding wise, I don't really get what the direction is we're going. Okay, Spartan dogs, fine, that's great. I love Spartan dogs. We are Spartan dogs. That can live in infamy as right. its own thing. All right, we'll set that gritty, one aside. tough, yeah, whatever. junkyard, and it's like an alumni thing. SD four L. Okay, yep. okay, Spartan dogs. We'll set that aside. Um, where it gets weird for me is is that we're we're gonna keep chopping and uh, the deep water. Fuck, keep chopping. Yeah, get rid of Wasn't keep chopping. Wasn't that like Rutgers' thing or it, something? Yeah, they were like in arms about it with Shiano. He was doing that, and they they were like pissed off once we started doing that. And I then we got the woodshed, that. which makes sense for keep chopping. But then right. but then we're calling that the deep water as well. But right. and didn't they used to call Spartan Stadium the woodshed back in the day? I think there is some historical yeah. something there. Yeah, yeah. So I guess maybe the deep water is what, and that didn't look good going out to Washington, who's like on the water. And we got smoked. We got left in the fucking 
Davy Jones' we locker. We got left out <laughs> FC, buddy boy. Yeah, fucking A. Yeah, that was fucking, that was tough, man. Hey, got to move forward, though. Looking okay. on to Minnesota. Yeah, and we're dogs at home versus Minnesota. Three-point dogs I saw today. Yes. I, what does Minnesota got? Minnesota had an absolute cupcake game last week, though, too. I, I took Minnesota first half. They were minus 16 and a half. They were up by 30. They played uh, Tucker's old team, Colorado, the Buffs, oh. who are an absolute gutter organization in the football category right now. So, Seven Hawaii. Yeah. Michigan's so, boys. So, I mean, hopefully Minnesota's riding their high horse into that game. I mean, we, we better have a fucking whole Pringles can of chips on our shoulder going into that. Yeah. Um. One note on the Michigan game, who played fucking UConn this week and has another home game next week, uh, gave gave Cade McNamara a standing ovation, which is just like, what? What's going on? Yeah, like, what are you guys doing here? Didn't he get hurt then? Right away. Yeah. They, they were, like, still clapping, and, <laughs> and uh, he, like, broke his leg. And Har- they, they, It got louder, actually. <laughs> no, not, like, I, no, he checked Some in. Some of the parents Dude, joined I, in. I think he checked in, did a handoff, completed an 18-yard pass and then got lit up and that was it that was his day and I think that's his season I don't know if he's out for the whole year but Harbaugh's like he's gonna miss some time and I have a feeling he's just I, gonna, this is like Harbaugh's fucking dream trainer. scenario yeah, he's like yes. oh he's hurt he's done for the year yeah. sorry oh, we love him though he's probably gonna bring in that trainer that uh punctured Tyrod Taylor's <laughs> lung have him work on him <laughs> fucking Jet Lee. Oh, man. <laughs> all right so let's let's do some quick picks here and then um and then uh, we could probably get into over under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. We're kind of running up on time. Going um, into you the people have lives. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping over to, to college now, eh, boys? Yeah, oh yeah. Go ahead, Lou. You sound I, like you're ready. Yeah, you I do. Am you ready. Sound, yeah, you're fucking, I am fucking ready. You sound Jesus, man. Do you think I'm not ready? I was born ready. Yeah, all right. I was the, born in the dark. <laughs> the angry bird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flying around pecking you guys, fucking chirping you. Oh man! All right, boys. So I like a I like I like a squad getting the points here on uh, on Saturday afternoon. Mind uh, mind mind your ears there, Chandler. Um, we have the Clemson Tigers heading into Wake Forest, and the Demon Deacons are getting seven points. I like the Deacons here getting the seven at home. I think that DJ whatever at Clemson is terribly overrated. I think that Wake Forest had a really good game last week. I, it slipped my mind who they're play, who they played, but they they blew it out. Their program's really been hitting their stride over the last few years. I, I know Wake's not usually known as a football school, but I think they're getting it done. I think they're going to have a good game at home. I'll definitely take seven um, in the Demon Deacons against the Clemson Tigers. I like it. I was actually looking at that one too, um, simply because Wake Forest um, double pennied me when I took Vandy. Oh, yeah. Also, very confusing game to watch. They have the exact same colors. <laughs> <laughs> Side note. Side note. All right, am I up next? Yeah, go ahead. We're going to go back to where we've already been, boys. Oh, yeah. Not Boone. Yes, it is. Say Jesus it ain't Christ. so. Boone, North Carolina, App Boone. State. They are matchbox 20, hanging by a moment right now wow. because this team beat Texas A&M on the road. Maybe the craziest game of the year, week one, against North Carolina. Back, forth, back, forth. Over 120 points scored combined. And then they come home last week with college game day there and score on one of the most unreal Hail Marys I've ever seen. But you know what? It's been a huge 
emotional roller coaster for this team, and we're only three weeks to the season. You've got the James Madison Dukes out of Harrisonburg, Virginia, members of the Sun Belt Conference. This team getting seven points. I don't know. Maybe they win. Maybe they don't. But I think this is going to be a close game. James Madison, believe it or not, yes, I am sick, people. I have been following them this year. What the fuck? Um, I think James Madison's going to be a tough team, um, and I just don't think there's anything left in the tank for Appalachian State. Give me the James Madison Dukes getting a touchdown at Appalachian State. Hey, guys, we're here to win money, not for entertainment. I swear to God I'm not a lunatic. I swear to you. Jay right, Madison. Right, well, you heard it. James, <laughs> James Madison. What was it, seven points? Seven points, the Dukes. <laughs> Dude. That is unbelievable. <laughs> Digging into the deep water for a Frank picker. already going back to the deep water. Comments. I don't even know <laughs> what James Madison's colors are. I think they're purple and something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Purple and like gold, maybe? Yep. Yep. Oh my He's God. He's so nose. Yeah. He's a Dukes guy. I've I've checked into James Maddie once in a while. I haven't. Um, I have not done that. Uh, I should have went before Chandler because I don't have anything like that. I have one of those boring ones that I'm just looking at and saying, like, that should happen, and that's all I got. Uh, Kentucky has treated me very well this year. They're now in the top ten, um, and they seem to love covering versus very shitty teams. They're playing Northern Illinois at home this week. Uh, I've heard – Kentucky is trying to improve their run game before they actually play a real opponent. And it seems like they have a perfect matchup here with Northern Illinois. That line is 25 and a half and I'm taking it. I think they win 41, 14 best unis in college. I was just going to say that. Thank you, Chandler. <laughs> best unis in college. I completely forgot about and that. They're playing some good fucking ball too. top 10 Kentucky. Yeah, they look good. No, what's funny. They're covering. I think I've taken them two of the three weeks. Top 10 Kentucky. Later. And another game I had on the radar was the Champions Classic. Duke plays Kansas this week, and I'm like, is this college basketball yeah. or is this college football? But all the basketball schools are, are doing good in football right now. Seems like it. You know? Yeah. So just an, an interesting note, but Kentucky is uh, – Yeah, we were just talking about Wake Forest. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck's going on? I know. It, it, it's it's insane. Outside of the top five, it's just a basketball top twenty-five. Yeah, I must use a basketball school, by the way. Yeah, disclaimer. Yeah. Obviously, we know that. Surprised that surprised that line, kind of kind of scares me on that Michigan State game again. All right, let's move into over under. He's uh, sweating. I am sweating, man. I'm fucking Halloween's around the corner. It's a scary Frank's time of year. Frank's nervous about his Spartans and Leos Ooh. this weekend. This guy is if, – if we had a live feed, folks, this guy is Shaking. drenched in sweat I'm over nervous. here. I'm nervous. I'm nervous about all of it. I'm not going to lie. I don't, I, don't like, I don't like a lot of it one bit. The fucking – yeah, I'm nervous what's going to happen in Minnesota. <laughs> all right, moving into over-under. Uh, big shout-out, Jerry. Normally I am making fun of you and dogging you, but going a different route this year because you're killing it. Uh, again, I forget to text you. You've done this. This is episode 78. I think you've done this 75 times for me, and I think I've forgotten to text you 70 of those. Um, but first thing this morning, first thing in my email was Jerry sending me the list of over-under. So I do appreciate it, Jer Bear. Thanks for sending these all the way from Cleveland. Um, just to come full circle, I went to that Browns game that I was talking about earlier with Jerry, and we're both wearing Red Wings jerseys at this tailgate. And I got an email, I guess. That's Jerry's email. Thank you, Jerry. Um, yeah, thanks, Jerry. Uh, and have you guys ever played that game Stump? 
It's like a ridiculous game. Like you literally have a tree stump with nails in it and you flip a, a hammer in the air and catch it with a hand and slam it down on a nail. It's, it's fucked up. But yeah, like I, played. I played it at college and we were playing it at the, the dog pound at the Browns game. And I'm walking by behind Jerry as he does this. And he completely misses the stump and throws it backwards behind him. And it drills the side of my knee, a hammer, a real hammer, no play hammer, no joke, no fucking. Yeah. Like real hammer just hit my knee. Um, and that was, that was our time. At they the have Browns the game. medic come out there and check you out. Yeah. Right. I, I think, yeah. No, the dog pound just licked it for me. All right. We're fucking throw some dirt on it. Turn it in. All right, here we go. Jerry sent him over. It says LGRW to start. And then he wrote, go Kirtland hornies. Uh, because that's the JV team. He's shout coaching. out Kirtland. Shout out Hornies. Go Hornies. They're the Hornets, and we've called them the Hornies. <laughs> All right, there we go. Uh, number one on the list. I'm just going to lead it off. Never seen these before. Uh, I'll tell you if it's over or underrated. Number one, Bryson DeChambeau. Bryson DeChambeau is very overrated. I say this without hesitation. Um, I don't like his attitude. I don't like the way he talks. I don't like his approach. I don't like his hats. Um, I don't like how he never hits fairways when I bet on him, which I never do because I don't like him. Uh, I just think he's kind of a douchebag. And I've heard there's a clip floating out there of him walking into a rope recently. That's yeah, very funny. Correct. Haven't seen it. Heard it's great. Don't like him at all. Hated him even more during the match uh, when he played versus Phil, whoever yeah. he was paired with. Oh, Rogers, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Overrated. Don't like him. He stinks. Yeah, I'll piggyback off that, Frank, as well. Um, so to, to bring up the video of the rope incidents at, at the Live tournament, they were basically trying to hold up the rope, and they were walking to the next tee box. And I think one of the fans either grabbed the rope or moved it when he was ducking underneath it. So the rope, like, hit Bryson in the eye. And then he was, like, kneeling down, and he was just – you could hear him fucking pouting off the person's video. He's like, God damn it, my fucking eye, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> I can't <laughs> see out of it. Yeah, he it <laughs> I agree, Frank. He's overrated. I, I he always he's every time I watch a tournament, he's it looks like he's complaining about something. I will say that the hats are tight. Keep no. keep popping the hats off. <laughs> Other than that, though, I I don't like them. Definitely overrated. I will say I was going to bring that up because Pizzo comes to the golf course in a bright red Puma. Stop penis tip hat Stop. or whatever those yeah. kings are. boys. Yeah, the, the IPA hipster. Yes. Yes. Th that's what he comes to LL the LL Cool in. J made him cool, though. LL Cool J is cool. <laughs> you are not. <laughs> I don't have much more to say. Bryson seems like a guy everyone hates. I don't like him. Bryson overrated. Yeah, he's like wanted to be golf nerd. Like, I don't know. He wanted to be like the Elon Musk of golf. And I feel like he just fucking missed. I, yeah. I cut my clubs all at the same length. Yeah. I would have lived to be 100. Yeah. He said 125, I think. That's lamer. Yeah. All right. Number two on the list. Uh, what NIL deals have done for college football? If anybody wants to jump on this grenade. Yeah, I'll go first. I think that... I understand where they were trying to go with it. However, I think that the whole system is being taken advantage of at this point, and I think that it, it it's going to start putting a hard damper. I don't want to say ruining college football, but I think it's going to start putting a damper on it because I think that there's too much behind-the-scenes bullshit, you know, smoke and mirrors type stuff where there's, there's actual, you know, cheating going on behind the system and the nil is is a perfect cover-up for it now so i think it's gonna damper college football i'm not sure what's gonna happen to it 
But I think that the NIL stuff is is overrated, and I think it's it's dampering. Damper, Jesus. Let me damper it's you. A damper damp- evening or damp- something. Jesus, damp- <laughs> damper, damper more evening. That's a damper <laughs> dandy. Said, yeah, said more dampers in that answer than I've said in I my know life, it's raining, man. Buddy. Holy Jesus. shit, man. damp damping your pants. Couldn't so, get away from the damps. <laughs> This is how I look at it. It's like legalizing weed or gambling. It's going to happen anyway. That's all the NIL did was bring it to light, brought it out from behind the curtains. You're finally getting these athletes paid for basically propping up whole universities, paying for a lot of things at the university level, and 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 honestly representing a university and getting compensated for doing as such and being the images and the likeness, NIL, of the universities. NIL is underrated. It's given the athletes what they deserve. Um, and guess what? It's a level playing field now because everyone can do it. You don't have to cheat behind closed doors to do it. Yeah, I echo exactly. I thought that was very well put, Channy. Like, I understand there's things that they're working through that aren't perfect, but I do think overall this is the right thing to do. The amount of money some of these athletes bring into these universities and for them not to get paid, uh, to me, just makes no sense. I think what we don't like is the visions of these college athletes, these kids so young, like being in Pepsi commercials and signing these TikTok uh, deal because they have a lot of TikTok followers and a lot of Instagram followers, and it doesn't feel like what we know and grew up with with college football, but I do think it's the right thing. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous to me. I always look at Reggie Bush. It's just like the amount of money and clout and recognition – that that guy brought in to USC to not see any money, even though he was getting paid on the side for them to like keep his Heisman away from him is absolutely insane to me. It's insane. And they have to go to college before they go to the pros. Um, So it's like something they have to do. So I think it's the right thing. I think there's a lot of kinks that need to be worked out, but um, you know, if we're talking about a 12 team college playoff, I think we're headed in the right direction. To me, that's that's super exciting. And and that part, I don't have a problem with minors more or less that, it's the money is influencing recruits to go to only 10 different schools now. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, he was looking at Miami, Oklahoma, and USC, but Miami's paying him the most NIL money. He'll go to Miami. So I just feel like that part of it is going to kind of be lost, and it's just going to be a money grab, which is I understand these guys are – a lot of them didn't have much growing up, and they, they want to support their family. I totally am behind that, but just that portion of it I feel like will be lost. Yeah, and it was – I mean – and I also do think it was happening anyways. You know, I mean, right. it I was actually, happening I actually anyway. Just, we know that, right? I actually just read that tweet from, what was it? Uh, who's Ohio State's quarterback? Cardale? Cardale Jones? Yeah, Cardale Jones. And he said, like, like why do I why do I have to go to school? I'm not at school to school. I'm here to football. Like, <laughs> right. you remember that tweet? Yes. Like, yes. And it was just like, oh. And it's a 100% fact. <laughs> yeah. might not be English, but. <laughs> he, get, he got bashed for it, but that's. That's a majority of athletes there are not thinking about their future post-sport. No. Correct. Not the big ones. All right. Number three, Western Michigan, not the football team specifically, the university in general. I'll lead off here. Western Michigan, underrated. Uh, My wife went there. A lot of my friends went there. School I visited the most when I attended Michigan State. Some of my top 10 college memories happened at Western Michigan. They're nuts there. Western had a lot of good friends there. Had a lot of fun there. Got a lot of respect for Western Michigan. Uh, probably my second favorite uh, in-state college is is the Broncos, uh, especially when they had PJ Fleck, the row the row the boat era. That was a lot of fun, especially to visit there. A lot of great times at Western. Go Broncos. Underrated. 
Wow. Okay. I'll take it from there. I'm going to go the opposite direction, Frank, and I'm actually going to say overrated. Um, I went to Michigan State, obviously, so that's my number one school of choice, but I'm actually more of a rival friend of Westerns, and I'm a, I'm a fire-up chip guy on that end. Um, I've had a lot better times at Central. I feel like Western, I, you know, I've been there four or five times, had a good time when I was there, don't get me wrong, but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm more of a, a Central Mount Pleasant type, so I'm going to have to say that Western is overrated. You know what? Me and Pizzo were roommates in college. We hung around the same groups. Uh, I echo a lot of the same sentiments that he just said. Western, when we were there, good time. Remember when we, we went inside that guy's house that had the keg I and did, we're doing keg stands with a midget? Remember I blasted uh, the fire extinguisher? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> blasted the fire extinguisher. You threw up in that guy's sink when he said that was the only rule? Yeah, I did. It was a, I broke <laughs> the only rule. <laughs> it was a, that is not like a tough one to break. It was no, a party that got busted I mean, up. And he had a full keg, and he's like, listen, you guys pay me. It was me, me, Chandler, and one friend, and we were just, like, passing by. He's like, you pay me five bucks. Like, I'm just trying to get rid of this and recoup some of my money. He's like, you can drink here for the rest of the night. So we looked at each other. We're like, okay. So we were doing keg stands. We were doing some crazy shit that night. Oh, yeah. We had a lot of fun. But, again, more of my college memories outside of East Lansing, which is obviously the mecca, Mm -hmm. not just of Michigan, of all universities in, in America, but was in Mount Pleasant. Lot lot better times, and I feel like it's like Michigan and Michigan State. You can't like Central and then like Western. Fair enough. Western's overrated. Yeah, and I'm definitely the, the other way on that. Had some good times at Central, though, but I'm definitely a Bronco. All right, good to know. Uh, number four, I don't know who's up first. Is it? Okay. Uh, chess. Wow. Chess. <laughs> chess is underrated. Chess is a tough game. Um, takes a lot of skill. Um, there's a lot more strategy than you think, um, in the sense that people predict moves four or five moves ahead of time. Um, I was in chess club in elementary school. Holy shit. Um, some of our buddies still play chess. I'm not on their level. Um, but I think just as a game as a whole, chess to me is a lot like poker. Um, chess is underrated. Yeah, I'll keep it simple too. I'm I'm no chess player to say the least, but I think that it's a, a pretty crazy game. A lot of wicked smart people are involved in it. There's some pretty cool movies made about it. I think that that chess is definitely underrated. Um, and you both know how to play. Yes. Yeah, I know how to play, but I'm not good. Uh, this is like a an embarrassing thing for me. I don't know how to play chess. I have no idea how to play chess. I know the pawns can move like straight ahead, and you want to protect the queen. That's all I fucking know. Um, Keys. It's King. like it's like a it's like something I try not to bring up because I don't know how to fucking play, <laughs> um, and I'm embarrassed by this fact. I'm not gonna call the game overrated just because I don't know how to play. I actually think it's like a big brain game. Like I look up to everyone who knows how to play, so I'm gonna say it's underrated. But very embarrassing thing about me. It's like it's like seeing a. It's like. It's, it's like, like when somebody I, doesn't I, know how to play euchre. Or if like someone's sitting there and they're like, oh, no, I haven't seen Superbad. You know, yeah, you're like, right. oh, Jesus Christ. Fuck, you've been living under a rock? <laughs> yeah, so that's how I feel about chess. I feel like a dumbass. Um, all right, cool. Number five. Uh, I don't. Is it me or you? I always lose track. I think it's me. Okay, yeah. num- <laughs> number five, Home Depot. Oh, man. Where doers get shit done or Fuck whatever. Fuck, yeah. That's fucked about it. You're right about that, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm definitely, um, if you're going to go... I, if you're going to go Battlegrounds, Home Depot, Lowe's, Home Depot all the way. 100%. Can get everything you want there. Build your own. DIY. Hot dogs. 
Gatos. Not anymore. Oh, oh that's right. That's yeah. right. Well, COVID crushed it. Dogs, you dude. used to be a hot dog fucking absolute glizzy mecca. We're, mm. we're huge on glizzies on this show. Yep. Everyone listening knows that. Glizzy alert. Yes. Home Depot, if you're listening, bring back the glizzies. We beg you. Yes. Um, but anyway, <laughs> you can get everything you need at Home Depot, lawn, garden, indoor, outdoor. Gardener. Go get fucking after it. Home Gardner Depot guy. underrated. Go get it. Go get it. We're doers. Get stuff done. Uh, yeah, definitely. I, you know, Home Depot's Home Depot versus Lowe's, without a doubt, the total branding thing there. Home Depot is where like the the guys go, right? And Lowe's is is feminine, right? Branded. Where the bachelorette Lakers go. You know, like it. It's you got you got soft hand guys like me walking into Lowe's asking where the lawn chairs are. <laughs> I mean, that's me. I'm not how gonna, to play chess. I'm not going to sit here and act like I know how to do anything besides fucking screwing a light bulb. You know, thank God for YouTube, but I'm not going to sit here and say Home Depot's. Uh, overrated. I just wish I knew how to utilize more of the shit in the store. So Home Depot underrated. And uh, you know the song they got? The fucking... Oh, know, yeah. Like, the, like whatever that... The bum, guitar bum, 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 yeah, They yeah, have yeah. it bum. for... And then they always, and they do uh, game day all the time. Yeah. They got fucking... And just so like A-plus branding and marketing there. I don't know how you find just like a song and like... Dun, it, dun, it, dun, it, dun, it, dun, dun, yeah, dun. It makes me want to uh, hire someone to work on my house. <laughs> Underrated. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say underrated just like you guys, Frank. We just talked about it earlier today. You yep. cannot do a project without going to Home Depot four times, yep. especially because guys like me. First time the list is incorrect. Mm-hmm. Second time you think you got it, but you forgot a little piece or the wrong size. Third time you don't know what you're buying or what size, and you didn't write it down because you're high. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth time you finally get it. But Home Depot is great. I, it's been my lifesaver working on my house here this last year or so. So Home Depot is great. Home Depot is underrated. And that's it. That's uh, over under, and that is Fizz78. A lot of football over under to close it out. Um, If you guys are listening on Spotify, I would please ask that you go rate it five stars there. Uh, If you're on uh, Apple Podcasts, please write a review and then rate five stars. We do appreciate you guys listening. Don't forget to follow um, on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, all the above. We have it all. And always go check out the store. Um, And again, if you are listening, I am writing for a weekly Detroit sports newsletter. It covers Lions, Tigers, Pistons, Red Wings, U of M, and Michigan State. Comes out every Wednesday. It's about a five-minute read. It's called Gordy Berry. Go to GordyBerry.com, pop in your email, and you will be signed up for that. Good luck on all the bets this weekend. We appreciate each and every one of you for listening. Thanks, folks, and look forward to chat with you next week. Get your money this weekend. Thank you, everybody. Go green. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go up. And they stay there.